Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode, and leave us a five-star review so listeners like you can find us. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. Like Lady Liberty in the Hudson, she's the first thing you see on Christopher Street when you swim over from Jersey. It's Miss Rock Bar herself, Coco Taylor. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? How does it feel being like compared to Lady Liberty? Um, short. I'm short compared to her, but yeah. Um, we are we are the first thing you see when you swim over. It's true. It, it is very very true. You should like ask Jason for a statue. Uh, I would. Yes, a yes. statue of you. A statue of me. Me in the corner. Um, I don't know what I would hold up instead of a torch. A dildo. Sure. A flaming, mm-hmm. like with a... Mm-hmm. Um, just flames. Flame. No. Flames? Mm-hmm. Flames? Um, yeah, so you are Miss Rockbar. Mm-hmm. A title you've held since Oof. the fall. The fall? Gosh, I want to say it was like right before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's been so long. It's, it's, just, it's so long. It's just flown by. It's, it's May already. It's May. It's insane Soon to me. June will be busting out all over. I wait. That's not your your show, so you, you don't want to talk about it. Um, no, no, no. I, I, I can talk <laughs> about it. I'm actually going to go see that. Um, I am too. I'm yeah. going on Wednesday. I'm probably going to try. I, I was like, you know what? It's on TDF. Why not? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Um, and I love going to Fifty Four Below because I get to have the cookie platter. Um, yes. It's a, like a very fancy cookie platter, and it probably costs you fifty dollars. Correct. Right, right, right. Well, we are alluding to things that if you don't know Coco Taylor, you have no idea what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get to it all. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to start from the very, very beginning. A very good place to start. It's a great place to start. Yeah. Because we're getting to know you and we want to know where you're from. Yes. Um, so I grew up in uh, a small town in California called Salinas. Now, is that Northern California or Southern California? It is neither. It is Central. Oh, God, that doesn't exist. No, just it does. Like, just like the people from New Jersey who say there's Central Jersey. I know. It's North Jersey and South Jersey. You Central Jersey people are in denial. Yes. Okay, so in in terms of of vernacular and, and feeling, it is Northern. Okay. It is two hours south of San Francisco. It is uh, it is the home of John Steinbeck. Mm-hmm. It is the, of course, naturally. Yeah, it is the lettuce cap lettuce capital of the world. That's great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Eat your Has, lettuce. Has uh, Hedda Lettuce performed there? No, but she needs to. She should. I will go and I will perform with her. Absolutely, Done. naturally. That that's a that's a title. Yep. It's a show. <laughs> Coco lettuce. Coco lettuce. Ooh, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Um, so you grew up in California. Mm-hmm. Where did you go to school? Um, I went to school. College, right? Yeah. I went to college. Um, no, I went to Fresno State, mm-hmm. which is a California State University. Um, it is in the... Um, it, it is northern as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to school for uh, for teatro, for the theater. What did, What was your focus? Uh, at, at the beginning uh, was set design. Oh, yeah. interesting. I uh, thought I was going to be a set designer for uh, concert and arena tours. Oh, interesting. Um, and then I realized there was a lot of math in that. Yes. Yeah. Because the math is like you can make it look pretty on stage, mm-hmm. but then you got to play Tetris with it all. Yep, it's got to all fit. 
Um, and when I started, I started getting cast in shows because it's a small college. And then I was literally doing one or two shows a semester, moved over to the acting side and then stayed there. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to get back to the um, stage design of mm-hmm. concerts for a hot second. Yeah. I'm sure you've gone to a concert before, at least like oh, once. Oh, I grew up on them. What is the coolest design you've ever seen on stage? Oh, easy answer. Janet Jackson Velvet Rope Tour. The entire tour... And what year was that? Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to say Velvet Rope was 98, 99. Yeah, you just dated yourself. I did. I did. That's okay. No, I... I, So my mom growing up was a big uh, pop music fan. Mm -hmm. Um, All the Jacksons. Um, Can you name all the Jacksons? Oh, God. Yes, maybe. Um, Janet, Tito, Jermaine, Michael... um, Jackie, Rebe, Latoya, and there's one brother that I'm forgetting. I can't remember that's now. Okay. But I think that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough. Everybody always forgets Rebe, but I remember Rebe. Um, yeah. But no, no. So we grew up going to these concerts. I went to every Janet Jackson concert, every Michael Jackson concert. Um, and Velvet Rope was this beautiful um, storybook that opened up and it had screens and um, it was the first time I realized concerts could be themed. Mm-hmm. Um, little did I know that's kind of what Broadway is. A little bit. A little, little bit. bit. Kind of. Yeah. I didn't know that this world existed that actually had sets and costumes and lighting and story. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Now, you grew up in California. Mm-hmm. You went to school in California. Mm-hmm. After graduating, did you come straight to New York? Or did, I did. you stay? I did. Um, so I... This will come back again and again and again. But no, I met my my I met my husband, my now husband. In Give him a shout out. Alex. I met Alex in Fresno, where he's from. We both went to school there. And he had done theater his whole life. He had grown up with the theater, um, been in, you know, dinner theater. Um, and we both knew that we wanted to move out to New York. But really, that's what really pushed us out mm-hmm. here. So directly after I graduated, we moved out. Oh god, this is going to date myself again, but that's now been 11 years. Nice. Yeah. Now, can we get like a little insight on how you met? Sure. Yeah. Um so he went to the city college before transferring to the state college. Um and so when he came, he was a little bit behind in terms of knowing the other actors in the in the department, and we had to do this competition and he was nominated and you have to take a scene and Um, he wanted to do a scene from, uh, a Richard Greenberg play, Mm -hmm. Eastern Standard, which is a a homosexual, a homosexual scene. I love it, I love it. Yep. And so he asked one of our professors, who should I use? And our professor was like, oh, you should use Cody, um, this other fellow homosexual. And so we did a scene together and we rehearsed and that was the beginning. Did you rehearse or did you just make out? Oh, both. The scene did have a make out scene. See, this is how things happen. <laughs> and, like, we would call this a quote-unquote show marriage. Correct. The show marriage became it, a show marriage. Yeah, and it, it worked. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, there you go. You defied the odds. We defied the odds, and that was nigh on 14 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Love is real. <laughs> Love is real. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to get into acting so I can be a showman's. Is that, is that what I'm missing? That's what you're missing. That's you need a showman's. I need a showman's. <laughs> well... You come to New York. Mm-hmm. You do a theater thing. Yep. Where where did drag come in? Oh gosh. Um. Uh. Suddenly. 
Suddenly. No, no, no. Suddenly I, Seymour? Suddenly Seymour. Um, no, no, no. I do dearly love Sutton. Um, but I, you know, I had seen drag. Some of the, the first shows I had seen, I saw Peppermint when she used to do Cattle Call at Therapy. Oh, oh, um, oh, okay, that's a while ago. I'm, I'm just going to date myself. This is this has been dating yourself on Block Talk. Um, I mean, the question is, like, what were you doing when Aquaria was born? Um, <laughs> God, paying my taxes, <laughs> holding down a steady job, pretty much. It's, it's terrifying. No, no, I had a friend who she, when she needed to make rent, she's this amazing... Um, singer, she would go and do cattle call and she would sing her face off and the gay boys would love her and then she'd, you know, win 200 bucks and then go home. So I saw I saw Peppermint a lot. Um, but really, the first time I got in drag was the penultimate Fire Island drag party. Oh. Do you know about this? No, I don't. The Fire Island drag party was a party held every summer by now friends of mine and the deal was you just come and drag. Good, bad, drag bag, bad... God. Um, I have a drag bag. Drag bag. Get in your drag bag. Um, and in the, and then the party's free. Open bar. Um, shenanigans. Shenanigans ensue. It always had a theme. The okay. year before we went was Madonna, which I didn't get to go to. Everybody was different Madonnas. So it was like RuPaul's Drag Race. Exactly. Night of a Thousand Madonnas. Night of a Thousand Madonnas. And there so were no kimonos. no kimonos. No kimonos. No kimonos. I know. Fire Island. The, Bitch, please. I know. I, I, I was looking at pictures and I feel like I saw maybe like one, but it wasn't. Okay. 25. Okay. Interesting. Um, so we did it as our whole house. We all were in drag. Go on my Instagram. There's terrible, terrible photos of it. What was the event. theme? Uh, it was She Came From Outer Space. Great, of course. Yep. And I did I did like a very 1950s astronaut woman. I mean, you're staying on brand. Yep. Just on brand is what I Now, am. when you did this, mm-hmm. was there a name? Uh, yes. It was not the performing name, but it was for this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had named her... Uh, sissy space ach. that's a lot how do you yep. spell that uh it's a s p a c e e c c c c c h h h h right yes that's beautiful on a poster yeah can see it yeah um and yeah it was great it was super fun and so i took the next year and i was like i think i want to do this practiced at home um but then like really the first time that i started performing out in the city was uh, at at Drag Wars at Pieces, now with a little Shaquita, with a little Shaquita, who was so nice to me when I first arrived. I uh, I went the first night to perform, and Misty Mountains, who's now a dear friend of mine, was in the back and immediately was like, "How are you doing? What do you need?" Um, my lashes were falling off, and you know everybody was like, "Do you need Do you need glue? Do you Do you want some glue?" Um, and Shaquita was like, "Girl, your your bottom your bottom lashes are coming off. You might want to get a little jig. You got a little a little uh, in my eye. Yeah, wonk, wonk. a little wonky, a little wonky." So when you performed there, was mm-hmm. that the debut of Coco Taylor? Correct. As Coco. As Taylor. Coco Taylor. Yep. How would you describe Coco in three words? Ooh, three words. Um, wealthy white woman. Wendy Not related Waxwood? to Wendy Waxwood. No, no. Okay. I, She's a wealthy white woman. I mean, she is uh, professional. She's put together. Um, she spends way too much on clothes. Um, and she, from Chico's, obviously. From Chico's. Oh, obviously. And Bolton's. I love a Bolton's. Of um, and she uh, she loves a, like a white wine spritzer. Yeah, and yeah. Fonzia. Mm-hmm. Who are some of your drag inspirations? Oof. Um, today on Dating Yourself... 
Um, no, like the classic comedy queens, like the, the Coco Perus and the Hedalesses and the Farla Jean Mermans. Um, those are some of the, like, the older queens. The legends. That, the legends. Because, you know, growing up in a small town, um, I, I, I still am convinced to this day that our local blockbuster was owned by a gay man. Because at that blockbuster we had Trick and the whole like series of Queers Folk and all these classic films of the gay um, culture, you know, Broken Hearts Comedy Club. And I would rent them and I'd watch them and I'd love them. Um, so those are the queens I knew, the ones who... Now, for you kids listening mm, who don't know what yes. Blockbusters is, um, basically <laughs> it's like a Netflix but in store form. Yeah, you had to go to the store. Yeah. Um, and if you if you returned things late, they charged you money. Yeah, and, and they did have DVDs for a while, mm-hmm. but before the DVDs, there were VHSs, yeah. and you had to be kind and please rewind. Be kind, please rewind, because if you got one that was not rewound... You were pissed, because then you saw things that you didn't want to see. And, and you had to wait, like, five minutes for yeah. it to finish, yeah. Or you had one of those... Um, Rewinders? Rewinders. Yeah. I had one, it was the car one. Did mm-hmm. you have a car one? I did not have a car one. I had a car one. We had one that was just at home, and we had to remember to do it before we drove into town. And yeah, what is the origin story of your name and the persona? Uh, ooh, ooh. Um, so the na- the official the official story is that um, I always feel like I'm the daughter of Coco Peru and Elizabeth Taylor. Mm-hmm. Funny, but still glamorous. Um, but really, what it is is um, so my boy name is Cody. Uh huh. And growing up, my nickname in my family was Coco. They all called me Coco. Um, and then, uh, when I was first starting, I thought for a while I was going to be a country queen, like do all just Dolly and Reba and, um, found that was very limiting, but I wanted a country last name. Um, and my mother's maiden name is Taylor. Oh, interesting. So Coco Taylor came from that. That's cute. Yeah. Right? I like that. I like, I have have an official story and then a really like, this is what it came from. Um, so does that mean uh, Coco is your favorite Disney movie? It is now one of my favorites. Um, I adored it. Um, yeah, I still haven't seen it. You should. It's super fun. Yeah. Um, as somebody who grew up in California in a um, primarily Hispanic um, area and grew up with, you know, Dias de los Muertos and, you know, all the delicious foods. Yeah. Um, it was like, oh, I love this. And I love the, the iconography. But yeah, yeah. How long does it take to transform into Coco? <sighs> mentally or physically? Both. <laughs> uh, uh, mentally, it takes a, a shot of vodka and a white wine spritzer. Um, physically, uh, it's, a, it's about two hours. It's an average of two hours from brows to body. Now, is there like a soundtrack you listen to when you're getting into face? or Actually, you know... Is it a movie? No, because right now, it, it, sometimes it's a podcast. Uh-huh. If I'm at home, I listen to Block Talk. Um, sponsored by Theater in the Now. Um, no, I really do, actually, because it's usually where I can catch up yeah. on these or on the RuPaul uh, recaps. When I'm down at Rock Bar, I'm usually in the basement um, getting ready. If you didn't know, I've ruined the magic. Um, and I will listen to a Spotify playlist. Nice, nice. And now there's this great one called Songs to Sing in the Shower. Okay. Look it up. It is literally all the, like, Feel good, clap. It's where a lot of the songs from my um, from my basic white girl mix came from. Naturally, because um, I just would hear a song on it and go, "Oh, this is a good one." Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that's what I do. Well, you mentioned Rock Bar. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Ooh. your experience doing Miss Rock Bar. Yes. Um, have you been? Had you been to Rock Bar prior to competing? I had. Um, there were um, a few. Um, I, I have played and will play again with Gotham Volleyball, mm-hmm. which is the gay volleyball league. Here in the city. You like hitting balls. I like hitting balls. I like jumping and hitting balls and short shorts. Um, but they had a few events there. And once or twice I, I hosted them as as my my previous drag name, which did not work out. Um, uh, don't hold back that sorry. information, please. Um, no, so it, it, it started with Coco, but I, I was going by uh, Hote Coco. As in yeah, H-A-U-T-E. Yeah. No one out. understood it. No. no one got it. No. So I threw it out. But no, I had performed there a couple times for uh, for Gotham Volleyball. Um, and then Miss Rockbar ran around again. And I was like, oh, I should. I, I'd been wanting to do a long form mm-hmm. competition. And Miss Rockbar was, uh, I mean, it was a, a couple of weeks because there were so many girls. But I had to do a, uh, a prelim, a semi semifinal, yep. and then a final. So three whole weeks for me now when you were prepared for this did you go in being like i want to do the best thing for me or did you go in like i'm going to do and play by the rules of the bar and do what the bar wants um really i think i did what i wanted to do for me and that ended up being what the bar wanted right um you know there's with miss rock bear there's a there's a group of judges um, uh, the, the ever fabulous witty repartee, who we always call the, the grand duchess of, of rock bar. Um, and who else was there? Petra Fried and, um, Mr. Rock Bear. So you had a little male perspective. Um, so you have the judges and then you have the crowd vote as well. Um, but I just kind of did me mm-hmm. you know i did i did my my drop dead gorgeous and gypsy the musical mix and i did my scarlet witch marvel comics thing and it just kind of ended up fitting and being true still to myself good yeah nice now one of your prizes mm-hmm. um you got a little show called I got a little show rock bar presents yeah well, tell us about it um so miss rock bar presents which is a very uh creative title yeah um well what's funny is it, it ended up being we were talking about it me and jason who was you know uh at rock bar and the the grand grand wizard of all things and we were like oh well we'll call it miss rock bar presents because when I'm not there, if I need to take a week off, we'll have Miss Rockbar presents Michael Block. You know. When is that happening? Soon. Block Talk Live. Block Talk Live. No, we should. Um, and what's funny is I've missed so little um, because I love doing it. Yeah. Um, so we actually haven't even used that. Like sometimes I, I have a I'll like miss a week and I'll have like a queen fill in, but it'll just still be Miss Rockbar. Yeah. Um, but it's been great. You know, because I haven't I haven't had a weekly. And this is my first time, so I've been able to try new things. And what what have you found is the most difficult thing hosting a weekly show? Oof. Um, right now, actually, it is uh, coming up with outfits because mm-hmm. I did not have a big drag closet when I started. And as not that I don't uh, that I can't repeat things, I don't want to repeat sure. things. Um, so I've done a lot of thrifting. I've done a lot of eBaying. Um, not so much Amazon Prime. Um, have you done a little sewing? I have done a, f- a little sewing. I will d- do another plug and say that my husband is an amazing 
uh, seamster, seamstress, seam, wardrobe mister? I don't know. Sure. He, he sews. When are we going to see your evening gown? Um, ooh, I don't know. Maybe okay, if not, Mr. If Taylor. No, yeah. <laughs> Who calls it? Somebody calls him Mr. Taylor, and I can't remember now, but he loves it. He's like, oh yeah, Mr. Taylor. Um, Get on it. Uh, maybe like the finale of Miss Rockbar. Yeah, what, the next co- one? what color is it going to be? Oh. I feel like it wants to be like a stunning like black with mm-hmm. like some color in it. Yeah. If it, it was black, I would say maybe some red. Yes. I try to avoid wearing blue just because I have such blue eyes. Um, and I kind of want to have a contrast sometimes. Yeah. I'm learning about colors. I'm You're learning about black colors. with like this splash of red. Yeah. And you can do like your black hair and mm-hmm. just be like done up yeah. by perspective beads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I see it. Working on it. Stunning makeup. Yeah. And we're going to be like, there's, there, she's out. She's, there's that wealthy white woman. Exactly. Yeah. She's at the Met Gala. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done. So through Miss Rockbar, mm-hmm. you get to bring in a lot of special guests to yes. join you each week. Mm-hmm. And you've gone through almost all of them. Yep, I'm out. Good night. There's like no other queens left in the city, no. (laughs) But what New York City drag queen that you've yet to work with is on your dream list? You know, I mean, we've talked about her in the last hour, but I have never worked with Suddenly Seymour. Yeah. I have seen her, and I just feel like our our sensibilities are so similar, Mm -hmm. and I, I am so in awe of what she does. I think if anybody will get me to push myself to live sing... It's gonna be sudden. Yeah, and what like what would you live sing? Oh god, would it I don't be know. Show tunes. It would be show tunes. You know what I've in, al- the, in like the classic in the classics. Um, I have always wanted to do, and it, it will never work. It Carol Burnett mm-hmm. and Julie Andrews used to do shows together. Yes, and they had a Carnegie Hall concert, um, and I want to say the early seventies, and they did literally their own medley of the entire discography of the 1960s. Okay. They did all the music of the 1960s in 16 minutes. Okay. I don't know how we could do it, but I, if I could make it happen, it would. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. You know what I want to hear you sing? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be lovely? <sighs> yes. Yeah. Um, I can put that on the list. Yeah, you should just sing that. Okay. In, like, full um, Eliza Doolittle. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'll just steal it. I'll just steal it from work. Yeah, do it. Um, shh, don't tell anyone. Oh, my God. Are you the understudy? Yes, I, I am the understudy for Lauren Ambrose. You two look alike. Um, I well when when I wear my red hair. Right. Yeah. Well, I want to stick with rock bar themed things. Okay. And I want to talk about a big event coming up. Oh, yes. It's so big. Yes, yes, yes. It's called the Big Gay Pride Show. <laughs> Again, very descriptive, creative titles. Well, let's get the facts out there. Yeah. What is it? When is it? Who is it? Who is it? I mean, that's the thing. It is the big gay pride show. It is the Tuesday before Pride, so that's June 19th. That's Tuesday, June 19th. Um, no, but literally it's going to be just a night marathon of drag. It is going to be from like 7 p.m. on. I don't even know when we'll end, if we'll end. Um, but it's going to be hosted by uh, Jason uh, over at Rock Bar, plus myself, Witty Repartee and Bella Noche, because Bella and I are the Tuesday girls. Mm-hmm. And then it's literally every girl who works at Rock Bar. It is going to be um, Diva Vidalia and Florence DeLee and Petra Fried and Precious Envy and 
on and on and on and on and on. And some new girls, too. Yeah. Yeah, some of the girls I brought in. Now, what can we expect? Are we going to get, like, pride numbers wall-to-wall? Are we going to get some, like favorites of these girls what, what, what can we expect so we're working it out the way it worked last year was act one was kind of the girls best numbers mm-hmm. some of them did pride numbers um some of them just did like their showstoppers uh and then act two was um sort of a grab bag of duets and group numbers mm-hmm. um so it'll depend on how many girls at the end of the day i get confirmed because right now right now we're like 2025 20, um, which is a big night of drag. Yeah. We, we got a big basement, but it ain't that big. Sure. Um, but I'm hoping to get some duets, especially like, you know, like real life couple Shady Pines and Angel Electra. Mm-hmm. They do great duets together. What about real life couple Carl Super Driver and Tiffany Ann Coke? I, <laughs> so there, can we, can we have a real life couple battle? I think, you know what? That's not a, a dance idea. battle. That's, that's a dance battle between the, before them. Yeah. Um, I need to find a good number that's four. Um, West Side Story. Done. The Rumble. Done. Done. We're going to make them do the entire dance at the gym into the Rumble. Yes. Okay. That's it. That's it. Funny story. I worked on the revival of West Side Story. The one that didn't work. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay, before okay, yeah, you tell yeah. your story, then I'll get yeah. to my story. I, no, the, the story is that I didn't actually work on it. I, I, I did merchandise. Oh, oh So I oh, sold t-shirts oh. outside, so I saw that show maybe like a hundred times. So I saw it with one of my good friends from college, um, and we had like rushed it, so we were like the front row and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets to this beautiful scene on a balcony. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start singing a song called tonight and it's really romantic yeah well i don't remember who the lighting designer was i don't really care i don't think it's always the smartest idea to shine a light down that gets into the audience's eyes Mm -hmm. because where we were we couldn't see a fucking thing yep you just had so we put i like i put my sunglasses on my friends started cracking up i started cracking up they started cracking up oh Oh, because they knew. They knew. They knew. And I I don't think people realize this, um, but if you're on a Broadway stage, if you are an actor in a Broadway show, you can see the whole audience. Yes, you can. It is so close. And for the most part, there's some ambient light. Hopefully there's ambient light, not light in the audience. But they they can see you on your phone. They can see you falling asleep. And so, of course, they saw you with, like, your sunglasses on. Because, like, blinded. Yeah. Like, I'm sure everyone else saw this beautiful stage picture. And we're like, what are you doing? We can't see a thing. Oh. Oh. But yeah, that that production did not work. No. It didn't work at all. No. I mean, I was so happy to see one because I had had not seen a... I just I the thing that I make fun of all the time is Matt Cavanaugh's vibrato when uh, something's coming. Uh-huh. It just goes oh it, <laughs> Yeah, it's not cute yeah. at all. Yeah. No, it was that was a show. <laughs> anyway. Well, I have a question about Big Gay Pride. Okay. And this is an important question. Yeah. I want you to answer. <laughs> oh, God. Is this on the record? This is on the record. Okay. How will Rock Bar's Pride show be different from everyone else's? <sighs> this is your chance to this sell it. This is my it. chance to sell it. I mean, it is It is going to be a double-stuffed night. You know, I'm sure uh, some Pride shows will have, like, you know, two or three girls. I think at the end of the night we're going to come out with like 20 girls yeah in in three to four hours so if you don't like one type of drag you're going to see another type of drag if you don't like one queen you're going to see three queens you like um if you you know 
if you see me and don't like me, leave. Um, just kidding. No, and it's great. And the other thing that is just so great about Rock Bar is um, we have the strongest pour this side of the Hudson River. Yep, that's so why I only drink beer. If you're looking for a light night, drink a beer. If you're looking to get turnt, as the kids say, have yourself a mixed drink yeah. because you you will have a great night. Well, I think the other thing that is special about this show is it is a fundraiser. Yes, that is. Oh God, that I I, I lost that question. Um, no, it is a fundraiser. Um, we witty witty repartee is uh, very much involved with Cycle for the Cause which is the, the big um, fundraising bike ride for AIDS research and um, for those living um, through and with HIV AIDS. Um, so uh, we are doing a cover, um, and then tips are going to cycle for the cause, which is great, um, because you know I started doing fundraisers at Rock Bar with Gotham Volleyball before I started doing yeah. you know, Miss Rock Bar. So it's it's... It's a fun fundraiser. Yeah. Well, I like playing games. Oh, God. And this is the staple <laughs> game that we play on Block Talk with mm-hmm. the Queens. Yep. Um, for those who don't know, this is Tea Time. <gasps> tea Time. So I'm going to give you some names of people, some of which, most of which, have stepped foot in Rock Bar and maybe shared a stage with you. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, so you are going to spill some tea on some of your favorite sisters. I'm so sorry. Um, and you know what? spill some tea share yep. some stories whatever this is a safe space yep what you hear on this show is truth so <laughs> let's just get it out get there it. get it and let's make sure we have a little breathing room so this person can use this for their mix first up is gina tonic gina tonic Ugh. so gina was one of the first people in new york city to give me a guest spot um, I forgot. God, I don't even know where I met Gina. Um, God, it, you know, it might have been Reddit. She's on the Reddit. Did you know that? She's, yes. yes she's she one of the moderators of the drag subreddit. What? Yep. And that bitch hasn't given me a fucking plug on Block Talk? <laughs> wow. She, I mean, we, we have been sort of uh, not as prevalent on it as we used to be. Because when I was first starting, Reddit was like, where I got tips and where I looked for things. And then um, I did a couple of nights with Gina in uh, in a story at Icon, which I absolutely love. Me too. Um, it, is, it is a great bar. It mm-hmm. is so well set up. Um, it's lit well. And speaking of lit well, you can see really well there. And the first couple of times I did nights with Gina, you know, I love Gina's makeup. I love it. It's it's her. It is iconic. A um, little bit Gina, a little bit Trixie. A little bit Gina, a little bit Trixie, a little bit um, velvet clown painting. Um, <laughs> the first couple of times I performed with Gina, she's going to kill me. She has one spot under her nostril that she always misses shaving. <laughs> and I only say this because as you're standing there hosting, I turn and you see just like one little... I mean, I'm a, I'm a hairy man. I miss a lot. I know I'm not a pretty lady. I'm a handsome man. But Gina just had this one little hair, like right under her nostril. And I didn't have the heart to... I'm sorry. I didn't have the heart to tell you. So I'm telling you now. That's funny. <laughs> but oh, I love I you. Wait. I love you, Gina. Next up is Clarice Dubois. Oh, Clarice. Clarice Dubois. Um, so Clarice guested for me. Um, but she's another Broadway baby. 
she hosts the musical Mondays at Rock Bar, um, which have been super, super fun. Um, I guess not tea about Clarice, but tea about me. One of the first musical Mondays she did, I came and watched. And um, after she does her set, it becomes like uh, an open mic piano bar. And you can come up and sing. And um, we were having a little bit of trouble getting people to go up. Um, so she just started doing um, You Can't Stop the Beat. And like people will join in, it'll be fun. And then like pulls me up and you know, I'm, I'm kind of a singer. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more into it. Um, and I have not sung in drag yet. Um, so I was there and I was like, oh, well, I'll just do the, you know, the, the, the Edna part. Of course. That's Cause that's me. And I was like, oh, I kind of have like a Harvey Firestein. Like, so I'd give like, but it, <laughs> it ended up just being Louis Armstrong Oh, well, choices. Choices, which like is is an impression I do, but I don't do it professionally because it is culturally appropriative and yeah. in a way not blackface but black voice. Yeah. So I don't. <laughs> but I didn't realize what I was doing, and then the song ended, and she's like, "Did you know you were doing Louis Armstrong instead?" Blame the heavy pour. Yeah, it was a heavy pour that night, um, and I, I generally do not always pay for drinks there, so it was a very heavy pour. Next up is Viva Vidalia. Oh, Viva. Oh, Viva. I, the girl can dance. Mm-hmm. The girl can dance. Um, for a woman of her size, she moves better and more gracefully than uh, a lot of these skinny girls I know. Um, <laughs> the thing I love about Viva is she knows where she's at. Yeah. She's doing a gig. She knows she's at rock bar. She knows she's at pieces. Um, and she tailors the show for them. <laughs> but sometimes at rock bar, she'll just be like, it's rock bar. Like, that's where I get my mantra from. Sometimes when girls who come to guest for me, they get a little nervous. They get a little, because if they're newer, and I'll just say, girl, the mantra is, it's rock bar. Yeah. It's going to happen. You can sit on the stage and you're done. And you're done. And then sometimes, sometimes that's what you do. I love going to see, uh, they do drag race viewings, uh, her and Florence when Florence is in town. Um, and they just literally sit on stage. They have a table in the middle with a bunch of snacks and they just sit there and snack. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. Next we have Misty Mountain. Oh, Misty. Misty is another one of my West Coast sisters. I don't know. She's been on. I listened to her yes, episode. She has. She's from the Reno, Nevada. And she's going to be really mad at me for saying Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, Misty is the girl who I will have an idea for a number. I'll go see Misty and she does it. And I get so angry because I'm like, yep. like this, the stupid like sister act um, car wash medley that she does. Um, like she and I grew up at the same time. Which, that's my tea on her. We're old. That's the tea on Misty. And we have the same cultural mm-hmm. touchstones. Um, so we'll bring out something. You know what I want to do? This is not tea. But you know what I want to do with Misty? What? I want to do all the numbers from the film Connie and Carla. Do you remember I, that? No, I don't. Oh, oh my gosh. This. Oh, that's the tea on you. No, Connie and Carla. Terrible movie. But it's Nia Vardalos. Okay. And um, Tony Collette. Okay. And they are two women whose boyfriends get involved with the mob. Naturally. And so to go into witness protection, they move to L.A. And they're dinner theater girls. And they want to do theater, but they can't find dinner theater. So they find a drag club. 
and they pretend it's like a like a reverse yentl where like they are cis women who pretend to be gay men who are drag queens so that they can do their, oh it's, you got to watch that's it that's heavy we're going to have we're going to have a viewing party yeah. at rock bar of Connie and Carla um, and if you have not seen the film you will see it and then Misty and I will do all the numbers amazing yep. great next up we have Harryola Grande Harryola oh Harryola I love her, and I don't know where she came from. Right? Know. Like, she she just kind of, like, popped out of nowhere. She's like me. She's a corporate drone. Mm-hmm. Like, Harryola has her day job, 9 to 5, and then Harryola is where she gets to live. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like I have my 9 to 5, and then Coco Taylor is where I get to play. Um, what tea do I have on Harryola? Um... You know, it's not tea, but I think for someone who is as um, smart about her drag as she is and the idea she has, she's she's a little insecure. You know, a lot of and times... And yet she has the most confidence on stage you'll ever see. It's, you know, it's, it's funny. The other night I was at the West End for the Ultimate Drag Pageant and I completely forgot Marty Cummings has terrible stage fright. Mm-hmm. Like she is just... When she's on stage, she's capable and um and telling stories and doing these amazing numbers and then she's like oh yeah i'm really really you know afraid to be on stage and i'm like how does that happen with Harriola, she's so nervous before and then on stage it all melts away and then she's this completely different person you just have to get her there you have to get her there it's true you don't know how many you know texts and facebook messages i've had with her being like is this the right thing should i be doing this is this a good number and then it ends up being amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Next we have Vanna Do. Vanna. Vanna Do, who really, who I really hate. Oh, there we have it. Here's why I hate her. Because she and I, like Misty, have the same cultural touchstones. We have the same ideas and a love for old school drag. And Vanna is like 14 years old. I don't know how that happened. She's an old soul. She's an old soul with this, like, really amazing, like, young body and beautiful face, and I hate her. Yeah. Like, I will, again, speaking of, like, having an idea for a number, I thought for a second, like, I worked on the revival of Falsettos, and I was like, oh, I love Stephanie J. Blocks. I'm breaking down. It's, you know, maybe I can make it work and drag, and then Vanna does it. And it's, like, her signature And it's her signature, and it's great, and I cannot do it now. Um, Well, then you need to get... And steal all the other Dolly songs that she yep. doesn't do. Yep. I'm taking it. Because you don't have the Dolly hair as she does. I don't. And I would love to... Uh, M- Mr. Bobby Pins, when you come back from uh, DragCon, I would love a big Dolly. But maybe I'll do like a Dolly in red. Yeah. That's also known as 80s Reba. Yes. 80s Reba was just Dolly, but red. Yeah. And then Van and I will have a show where we're just dueling hair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Next we have Celador. Sella, who for the longest time, here, here's the tea on me, I'm not good with drag names. Uh-huh. uh-huh, uh-huh. It, for the longest time, I was just like, Sela? Sela door? I don't get it. Like, Sela door. Like, she seals the door shut, and okay, I guess. Or, like, it's a door. Like, that's the part. Um, I didn't get it for the longest time. Sela door. Like, it's one of the most beautiful words in the English language. Correct. And she told, she told me that story during my show yeah. when she guessed it. And I was like, oh, no, 
now I get it. Now, do you actually think cellar door is a beautiful word? No! <laughs> no! No, it's not beautiful. It also reminds me of just like, you know, not to disparage Kansas, but like country Kansas houses yeah. with like cellar doors. And she's not very country. No. no. Although I'd love to see her go country. So would I. Um, what can I tell you about cellar door? Um, I really don't think I have any tea on her. She's, 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 she's got the good stuff. I can t- give you yeah. that. Yeah, uh, that, that's, that's the tea on her. Um, the rock bar regulars always make fun of me um, because I have been bringing girls that they haven't seen before. Like my guests, I like to bring people who are new or who are new to rock bar. And literally after every show, including after Sella came and guested with me, <laughs> they came up and told me, you know, you really got to stop booking these girls who are better than you. Oh, what? No, because like Sella came with like multiple outfits Mm -hmm. and costume changes and And props and props, and I'm just like I just showed up, yeah, and I'm here to do the show. Next we have Shirley. You jest. Oh, Shirley. Here's the tea on Shirley. (laughs) Shirley, you jest. Her real name should be Shirley. You late. Because is she related to Shelby? She's related to Shelby. They are of the late family. Of the, of the Northwestern lates. No, Shirley, a couple of times now, um, has been after me at Rock Bar. We've been trying to do these 10 o'clock shows that come after Miss Rock Bar Presents. And Shirley has tested me because I have had to fill time. Because, you know, it's good to have a little bit of a break, but yeah. if I need to, like, stall a little bit, I can vamp. I've been known to vamp. So I'll, like, I usually have my set number of numbers... Um, but then I'll run back and be like, oh, let's throw my phone up and let's do a few more numbers. <laughs> there have been nights where I've done, like, five more numbers. Oh, God. Because um, Shirley is, you know, getting there. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I love her because she has the best spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, she is always happy and pleasant and just happy to be there and do yeah. her thing. Um, and she will be in the Big Gay Pride show as a rock bar regular. So I'm looking forward to putting her towards the end of the night. (laughs) Um, Well, speaking of rock bar regulars, mm -hmm. let's go with Precious Envy. Oh, Precious. Here's, here's a story about Precious. I first met Precious doing a, um, competition at a bar that shall not be named, that I do not go into anymore. It's Vodka Soda Bottoms Up. And... Bloop. Bloop. Um, no, it was back in the day of Spotlight. And, um, you know, Ritzy did these themed nights. And they were amazing because it was focused. And you mm-hmm. had to bring in a very specific thing. Uh, and there was a Disney night. And if you didn't know this, I'm a Disney nerd. Um, and I had this whole outfit of Esmeralda from Hunchback. And I did God Bless the Outcasts. Of course you did. And then it went into um, I Put a Spell on You from Hocus Pocus. Um, But Precious was there. And Precious is also a Disney nerd. Yeah. And she went full in in Inside Out sadness makeup and did a whole number as sadness from Inside Out. That's fun. And it was so good until she finished her number and Ritzy's sitting there and is like, I haven't seen Inside Out, so I don't know what you're doing. And that was it. Oh, Ritzy. <laughs> That's Ritzy. Um, the other thing that I will say about Precious Envy, um, 
there is a woman. This is the tea on her. There's a there's a cis woman at my church uh, of a certain age who literally looks like Precious Envy in drag. And so every time I see her on Sundays, I'm like, Precious? Precious? Do you say that to her? Yeah. And she's just like, I don't get it. And then I showed her a picture of Precious. And she's like, oh, that's like fabulous me. <laughs> Has she come to a Precious Envy show? She hasn't, but I need to make her. Pride. 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 Edwina, if you're listening. Well, from Precious Envy to apparently her newest employee, Tiffany Ann Coke. <laughs> Here, here, here's the tea on Tiffany Ann Coke. Um, she now shows houses and apartments. Um, no, Tiffany Ann Coke. I love her. She is, again, um, like Vanna, such an old soul. Like, I don't know the song Native New Yorker. And yet Tiffany does and does it and does it well. Yeah. And she's 12 years old. She is. Like, I don't get it. She was... We were out last night. We went and saw her and um, Nicole Anoscopy at the West End. Uh, and we had a lovely, lovely night. Um, and I learned that Tiffany Ann Coke was born in 1995. Yeah, don't you want to slap her in the face? So hard. 1995, I was in fifth grade. I was discovering myself. Um, in another world, I, I could have birthed Tiffany yeah. Ann Coke. Maybe you did. Maybe I did. What Did I do that? Mm. Did Maybe. I do that? Again, dating. Well, from Tiffany to Carlos. <laughs> it's Carlos the Uber driver. Carlos the Uber driver. Um, here's the tea on Carlos. Oh, strap in. Strap in. Hold on. Seatbelts on. <laughs> Seatbelts on. It's Carlos. Um, no, Carlos is probably the most serious person about drag. Yeah. Carlos takes herself very seriously. Um, always prepares for everything she does. Um, that sometimes I'm like, are you having fun? Are you having fun? And then I know she is. Like, after she's done, like, or in the in the middle of it, she's, like, living her best life. But before and after, I'm like, did you have fun? Did you have fun doing this? Um, and I don't know what that is. Maybe it's the theater training. Maybe. You know, like, takes it so seriously. And sometimes I'm just like, girl, fall down. Like, go run into a table like I do at Rock Bar. Uh-oh, be careful. Coco's going to push you. Careful. I'm going to push you down the stairs. Next up is Whatevra. Oh, Whatevra. Whatevra is like the, the aunt that is super cool and shows up to the family reunion, but you're always like a little what's happening there. Mm-hmm. Which is what I love about her. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I saw her, I was like, where am I? Who is this? Yeah. What drugs am I on? She showed up to Miss Rockbar um, and, you know, won the semifinal and came into the finals with us. And I love it because my friends who were there to support me were like, who's this woman? doing?" She had this Arby's dress. Yeah. This dress made out of Arby's containers. And my friends were like, you can smell the beef. Where's, Where's the beef? The beef? We're just dating ourselves. Um, But no, no, I love whatever. And I love, again, um, like Hariola, so nervous and and insecure before she starts. And then she gets on stage and she commands it. And then afterwards, she's like, I don't know if that was good. I don't know. And I just have to be like, do you not see yourself? You're amazing. Yeah. I don't get it. Maybe I'm just deluded and I'm like, I'm always good. I'm always that's, amazing. That's it. There that's what go. it is. Call... No, I'm not going to say it. Well, okay. Next, 
Petrified. Petra. I hate Petrified. Oh, and the second person. Second person hates. I hate. It's always a hate of love. It's I hate how good they are. Yeah. Um, or it's it's a. I always like to say in drag, we say that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like if something's so good, you're like, oh, that's stupid. Yeah. Uh, and Petrified is so stupid. Um, the first time I saw Petra perform, uh, we were both doing FlameCon, which mm-hmm. is the LGBTQ plus um, Comic Con here in New York. And I had gone the first two years. Um, oh, no, no. I went the first year, didn't perform. The second year I went and performed. It's where I did my Scarlet Witch mix, and the crowd loved it because it's the perfect confluence of drag fans and nerds. And so they get the references. And Petra did this amazing Willy Wonka mix. Mm-hmm. She has this beautiful Florence Delee dress. And she goes through maybe, I forget how many there are. But she goes through maybe like six six songs in the number. And each song is one of the Willy Wonka kids and corresponding to how they die. Naturally. Naturally. In order of the movie. So they each come in the correct order. And the costume changed as she did it. And I was just standing in the back of the bar and thinking, God, you are so stupid. And that's her. That's Petra. Yeah. Well, speaking of stupid... <laughs> Bella Noche. Bella Noche is the stupidest. Um, here's the tea on Bella Noche. Bella Noche is a horny, horny person. No. Right? Like, so Bella and I, we, we share the Tuesdays. Um, she does trivia right before me. Um, and sometimes she'll come dress. Sometimes she and I will, like, hang out and get ready downstairs together. And literally the first week I got there, I had known her before. She had done Miss Rock Bar with me. Um, I got down, and usually, um, ooh, scandalous, I, I do my makeup shirtless. Because I'm pretty I'm pretty messy, and things will get everywhere. So I take my shirt off, and for those of you who don't know, you may have saw it, seen it at the West End this week. I'm a, I'm a hairy, hairy man. Um, and I take my shirt off, and Bella loves hair. She loves, she loves a hairy back. And I took off my shirt, and she just went, whoosh, and, like, practically drooled over me which is so funny because she has a steady boyfriend yeah. i have a i have a husband but it was just a, like a uh uh oh my god there's a hairy man here wow yeah. okay and so then ever since then uh if i wear an outfit that i have to shave for um and i take my shirt off to do my makeup bella will be like oh you shaved i hate you now bye oh that's so sweet of her isn't it so sweet of her <laughs> Yes. <laughs> to be keeping tabs on my chest hair. Well, we're going to end with mm. Witty Repartee. Witty Repartee. Witty is probably the most established queen I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the tea that she's she's been around. Um, no, Witty Repartee um, is the most, I think I described her as the most philanthropic drag mm-hmm. queen in New York City. Literally everything she does is a benefit for something. It's great. It's for the animals. It's for, you know, cycle for the cause. Um, the tea on Witty is that the one time I did a benefit with her, we it was me and Scarlett. Oh, God, I'm going to forget her last name. Fiore? Scarlett Fiore. Mm-hmm. Is that a person? That's a thing. That's a thing. Um, she's back recently to New York City. It was the three of us mm-hmm. doing drag. In the middle of the eagle. Okay. Because 
you know, Witty goes there, um, and, um, uh, there's, um, not really a performance space? No. And this was, I will say, this is the Eagle at, like, 7 p.m., which is different than the Eagle at, like, 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, there's performance space everywhere. Correct. Um, so we were there doing a, um, uh, I think we just did, like, one number each for Cycle for the Cause, and, um... At that time, there was a puppy play party upstairs, mm-hmm. which I guess is the that's the happy hour time. It's seven p.m. because um, you know you got to get the the pups in bed early, um, and so I'm performing my number, and I just hear this like <laughs> coming from upstairs while I'm performing. Um, uh, wait, 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 wait! A special cameo from yeah. Cherry Poppins. Cherry Poppins, you gotta get over here. Come here, Cherry. Hi, Cherry Poppins. Hi. Hi, Cherry Poppins. Um, so, for those who don't know, Cherry Poppins moved into my apartment. We're now roommates. Um, and Cherry Poppins is here. Say hi. Hello. Um, while you have a second, plug your Rock Bar show. Please. Oh, Rock Bar show. March. May. March. <laughs> wow. I'm sick. I'm sorry. May 29th, 10 p.m. May 29th, 10 p.m., directly following Miss Rock Bar's... Makes me me for me? Her show is called Pot. Pat. I wonder why. I don't know. I don't know. She Is came it up just with it. you? Do you have a guest? What are you doing? Uh, well, I'm confirming guests now. I know for a fact I have Elizabeth Hardon, who is in mm. the city, who I love. Who I have not seen, and I'm so excited. So I might actually stay and watch. Oh, you should actually stay and watch. Uh-huh. Um, and then I have a couple other guests that I'm thinking of, but no one's confirmed yet. So okay. I'm just waiting for... It's going to be great. Have you, have you been to Rock Bar before? I have. I've you, done... Actually, one of my first gigs was at Rock Bar with Bella Noche like a year and a half ago. There you go. We were just talking about her. We were just talking oh. about Bella. Um, she'd love you right now. You have this little facial scruff going on. It's cute. <laughs> it's um, a single girl. She's like... Her and Paul would be all over it. I know. I know. That's the tea, really. That is the tea. Well, thank you for stopping by. Yeah, thank you for coming to my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go away. Bye. Go away. Bye. What were we saying? You were talking about the mm. eagle, right? I was talking about the eagle. Um, and how um, it, it is very weird to do drag there. Yeah. It is probably the most clothes I've had on there. Yeah, because you're afraid for yourself. Correct. Yeah, correct. Right, naturally. Well, I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. This is going to be like kind of a two-parter. Okay. How do you stay focused and committed to the art while maintaining a 9-to-5? And as a married woman, how do you balance home life with drag life? Whew. Those are both really good questions. They're weighted. Because um, they are weighted. And, I mean, they're very specific to me. There's not there's not a lot of... Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of us who do 9 to 5 gigs. Um, and then there's uh, not a lot, but there are some of us who are in committed relationships. Yeah. Um, especially those of us who are in committed relationships where the partner does not do drag. Um, Alex does not do drag. No he's, done a, he's done it a few times for, like, like the Fire Island drag party or... Um, you know, parties and Halloweens, but no ambitions, no ambitions. Um, but with me, it really is balancing the time. You know, I have my weekly show on Tuesdays, and I try not to do things outside of that. If I do their one-offs, um, like next Saturday I'm performing for Gotham Volleyball again because I love them, um, or I'll do, like, you know, a guest spot somewhere. But for the most part, I, I need to have my, my nights home with yeah. them. Um we need to have, you know, time to, like, just rest and relax. Or we go out and see shows. Like, I try to limit myself. That's good. Um, and he comes, he comes, 
maybe every other week on Tuesdays. Does he tip you? He does tip me, uh, and then keeps a mental record of what he's given me so he gets it back. Uh-huh. Because um, then, then we take it out of what I earned that night. And then he uh, gives you notes. Correct. He Every every show he sees, we get into a cab afterwards on the way home, and he goes, all right, here are the notes for tonight. And the thing is, no, I love it. Because I, you know, I can't see myself. I'm not watching myself later. Um, there is no instant replay in drag. Right. Um, except for following Michael Block on Instagram, because then you could see his stories of every show he sees, um, which is how I find girls to invite. It's true. Um, I mean, I, I've already mentioned someone before. I was like, you need to get Bijou into yep. your yep. list. Literally every girl that you've worked with or that you've recommended I've brought in or I'm bringing in, because they're all great. And no one's, like, disappointed you yet, right? No. No, not yet. Oh, oh. Um, Cherry's not here. Um, I, and I don't go to sea as much as I want to because I want to be home. Right. Um, and I'm an old lady and I go to bed at like 11. Hello, Paige Turner. And wake Turner. up at six. And I wake up at six. Um, so that's the other side is, is doing the nine to five. I, um, I wake up at usually around six or seven. I go to spin class before work. Oh God. I know. I'm a wealthy white woman. Oh, and God. so I go to spin class in the Upper West Side and then I go to work and I, so... I think I can say it. I'm just going to say it. Um, I work at Lincoln Center Theater. Yeah. It's not really a 9 to 5. It's a 10 to 6 because we're the arts. But I generally do get there around 9 and I'm there until 6. Um, and so a lot of it is just me scheduling my life. Because when Miss Rockbar was happening, the competition, it was at 7 o'clock on a weekday. So I would have to get to work early so that I could leave early with everything with me. Like my office is just like bags of drag and hair and i would take my makeup with me um, have you ever gone into work as coco i have not i have left work as coco i was doing one of the lady liberties last year and it was a really tight turnaround i can't liberty who, who do you not know who judges that um i know one person who judges it but did not judge my night um, wait, wait, what? I can't. It, it, it was. You when, weren't there, I don't think. When, 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 when this was, was Poppy. Poppy won? Maybe Poppy won? It was like. I can't remember what week it was. I want to say it was maybe. Where was it? It was at. Um, Boots or Ace? Ace. It was, should have been there. I, oh, God, I'm going to have to go back. I don't think I knew you then. I don't think that, that may That might have been, been it. I've been in like. Who is this man judging me? Um, Did Poppy win? Ah. Poppy, it was. Who was there? It was me. Um, I remember maybe Diamond Wickfall was there too. God, I can't yeah, remember now. What's really crazy is like I'll start like going back and looking at people's uh, Instagram yeah. and stuff, and they'll say they like have the posters for Lady Liberty, and I'll be like, Oh, I don't I remember, remember you. I remember. <laughs> I I was fine. I did I did my mix of I am what I am into I'm every woman. Okay, with a little bit of the birdcage in between. Uh-huh. And my problem was, you know, Lady Liberty is one of the contests where there are judges and then there are audience votes. I brought no audience. Yeah. And that, that was my problem. Um, and also, we were uh, at the Ace Hotel and the AC broke and my face melted. Then I probably was definitely there. because Okay, I, that you was remember probably, it. Like, that was the a week that I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I am, I, my face is melting. Uh, I cannot breathe. And yeah. But no, it was so early. I had to get ready at work mm-hmm. and then go down to the ace. So I 
literally took an extra dressing room and said, I'm going to get ready here, and then snuck out the back That's in full face. Yep. So yeah, I have, I have not been to work as Coco. I have left work as Coco. We'll go to work as Coco. I'll go to work as Coco one day. Maybe Should Halloween. Yeah. I'll like show everyone up. Is it healthy to be competitive in the drag scene? And do you think rivalries build up naturally through the circuit? You have to. This is a hard business. You know, I started as an actor. And when you look at acting, it's, you know, there's like 10,000 of you. And there's like 20 regular jobs. You Mm -hmm. have to be competitive. That being said, I am not a mean queen. I've actually been read during pageants by other girls for being too nice. And I would rather be too nice than mean. Um, The thing you have to be competitive about is keeping up to date. Yeah. Staying professional. Working for those gigs. Like, if you want to do something, nobody's going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. You have to hound people down. You have to show up at shows. You have to self-promote. So in a way, it is competitive with other girls. But really, you have to compete with yourself. Do you have a rival? I do. I do. Besides myself. Right. Um, no. If I want to think about somebody that I would want to have the kind of gigs they do um, or, like, work steadily, I mean, right now, it's suddenly Seymour. Yeah. Like, she is the life I want. She's doing her gigs. She's going to Puerto Vallarta, like, every other month, living it up and performing down there. Um, so... Even though we actually haven't worked together, let's call that rivals. We're making it Wait. happen. And I feel like we're of the same... Are you better, Joan? Ooh, no. No, I am not because uh, I didn't know Joan that much uh-huh. growing up. Like, I don't know if my family just didn't watch yeah. her when she was on the, on, the, on the Johnny Carson or anything like that. Um, is that. Is that what her snatch game is? I don't know. I don't know. You, you, oh, we weren't asking that question before when you first started the block talk. Well, well, I mean, let's talk about Snatch Game for yeah. a second. If Coco was going to do Snatch Game, who would Coco do? <sighs> okay, so you have to bring three. So I've learned. Um, and my first like easy one is just to like pop out another share. Um, and I don't know if I would specifically do like 1960s Sonny and Cher without Sonny. Mm-hmm. So, so you would do Cameron Michaels? I would do Cameron Michaels. Because um, <laughs> um, that's when she was like really sarcastic still. And um, that sort of like young woman who was taking license of her life. Yeah. Um, and the voice is easy. The, vo- the voice just makes it really easy okay, to do. Okay, so there's a, one option. There's one. Um, the second would be if I... With this whole rising of doing male characters... Um, I would do Rip Taylor. Okay, naturally. Um, with, naturally because of the name. Because um, it's just easy to do the funny laugh and have a bucket of glitter and or confetti and just like throw confetti yeah. at people. Um, the third is more controversial. And I think Rue would love. I would do super late in life, shaky head Catherine Hepburn. Okay. And just do the whole, you know, mm-hmm. no, and I was in, on Golden and yeah, and just and just keep the head shaking, and like the jokes would come from that. Or your fourth option is Alexis Michelle. Correct. Yeah, you just do Alexis Michelle. 
who who no tea no shade was one of the first queens to be nice to me oh that's sweet when i was starting uh she was about to leave to go film um one of my good friends who no longer lives in the city was um seeing alexis at boots right before my friend left to move to seattle and I went to see the show, and Alexis was like, oh, you're starting drag. That's so great. What do you need? Do you need me to do anything? I can't help you for a few months. But when I come back... Yeah. Yeah. If you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on The Amazing Race, who would it be? Ooh. Are you ready for the reality? Oh, God. Here we go. You're going to hate me. Yeah, go for it. I have literally never seen an episode. That's okay. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, get, I get it. The premise, yeah. you're, you're running around mm-hmm. the world yeah. and doing challenges, yep. eating shit, jumping off things. Who is your partner? My partner right now would probably probably be Misty Mountains. Okay. Because yeah. we get along so well. Yeah. And I feel like we have different skills. Um, she's really personable and, you know, she's a scene queen. Um, so she will talk to people and get out there. Meanwhile, I'm more analytical and be like, how do we solve this? I've played a lot of video games. So I would be like, what's the puzzle? How do we make our way out? Um, that's who I would go with. I also have an idea for you. Oh, oh, oh. Having not watched The Amazing Race. And I feel like I need you to pitch this to them because you're the reality show queen. Mm -hmm. Um, there needs to be an, an amazing race involving children. Like families. Okay, so they have done that before. They have. They oh. have the family edition. Okay, and it is considered the worst season of the Amazing really? Race. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm going to show you some clips. Yeah, you show me some clips. There, it's it's unbearable. Because I feel like the fun of Amazing Race is seeing these people struggle to get around. Yeah, this is. And then you add on taking children. Well, that's part of it. Because like when you get eliminated and like Phil has to eliminate the children and they're sobbing, oh. you're like, oh my god, this is uncomfortable. Oh yeah, that yeah. never mind. Yeah. Never mind. It, it, it's a, it's a show. Okay. I have, an, I have a controversial question for okay. you. If you could change the current state of Broadway, mm-hmm. how would you do it? Uh, you know, there are shows that are risky these days. There are shows that should not be on Broadway, and I'm so glad they are. Um, there's not enough. Yeah. There is, and this is not... There was this wonderful article... Um, rebutting the sort of... I I loved Spongebob. Mm-hmm. Spongebob is commercial. It is branded. It is a amalgamation of all the, like, musical artists without being um, sort of traditional Broadway. And I loved it. There's a backlash against the sort of, like, snobbery of... We shouldn't base plays and... We shouldn't base musicals on, show, on TV shows and movies... Um, or songbooks of pop stars. Correct. Songbooks of pop stars um, that your mom in Iowa will know, so she'll buy a ticket. Um, but I think we could go further. You know, the, you can go ahead and use, you know, actual um, pop culture things that are around and jukeboxes if they're done well. Absolutely. You know, you have to respect the art of it. You have to do. There are jukeboxes. You know. At the end of the day, Mamma Mia is a good musical. Sure. For some people. There you go. Um, there are jukeboxes that do... There was an amazing jukebox that was at the Atlantic Theater Company mm-hmm. uh, on uh, Patty Griffin mm-hmm. called 10,000 Miles. 
And it was amazing. Was it 10,000 or 100,000? It was some sort of miles. Um, And it was amazing, and it was a story, but it was just good theater. It didn't matter where the material came from. It was done well. So if I could change something about the Broadway scene right now, it would be that, a respect for the art and use whatever you want to make it, but make it good. Yeah. So we're going to move into the Pop 5 rapid fire. Oh, gosh. I'm going to give you five pop culture things. You're going to say the first thing, word, phrase, story, whatever you want to talk about. Great. Number one, DragCon. DragCon. I wish I was there. Same. I should have just gone. I have friends who live in L.A. Yeah, I wanted to go. I was going to go with my best friend. He bailed. I was going to go stay with Gina Tonic. She bailed. So that's why I'm stuck here. So next year, you and I. Next year in Jerusalem. Done. done. Um, I went to New York last year. Yeah. But wasn't able to go in face because I had just as a as a wealthy white woman I had just stepped stepped off a plane from Aruba. Of course. Um, but this year I'm going to go full out. Yeah. Yep. Number two, Rise canceled on NBC. Never even watched it. No, I didn't watch it. Nope. There's these things. Uh, I, I I think I revealed this last week. I never even finished Smash. There's all these shows that are you think would be up my alley, but at the end of the day, it's like. Doctors watching ER, mm-hmm. they know that it's not what it really is, and they kind of get over it. Yeah. A- after Smash, I was just like, that's not how a Broadway show works. Yeah. Um, so yeah, didn't even watch it. Number three, The Royal Wedding. Ah, I'm not a royal person. No? And it's all anybody can talk about. Um, Harry hating Patton, who is Henry Higgins right now in My mm-hmm. Fair Lady. Uh, Fergie. Is his godmother? So the pop star, the the pop star, Fergalicious Deaf. Um, no, what is she? Duchess, Duchess of York. She's one of, she's those, one of those things. Yeah. Um, he is her godson. So like the royal, she's been to the show. Um, everybody's wondering, is he going to leave for the wedding? Is he going to the wedding? And at the end of the day, I'm like, do I have to like make understudy slips for him for this wedding? That's yeah. that's my nine to five. Like what I care about. Yeah, yeah. I will not watch it on TV. No, no. But it's going to be so beautiful. Nah. I'll catch it later. Fair, fair. Yeah. Number four is Chopped. Ooh, Chopped. Chopped is the reason I got to go to Paris. Um, no, so I think I finally spilled it with you. My husband, uh, who his day job is, he uh, is the administrative director for a soup kitchen and food pantry. But he's also a chef. So he cooks down there. He's cooked some private parties. Um, he was randomly on an episode of Chopped. It was a very special episode with all soup kitchen and food pantry Who people. Who were the uh, judges? Um, judges was... Um, oh, God. I'm going to be really terrible and not know their names, but the Italian guy, the bald Italian guy. Great. Bald Italian guy. Bald Italian guy. He has a restaurant here. Um, the South Asian woman... Um, can't remember her name, but I'm going to a pop-up restaurant of hers next week Great. in Harlem. Um, and... Oh, God, I can't remember who the third one was. It's okay. It's okay. It was a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and he did really well. It was all turkey-based things because it was Thanksgiving. Oh, cute. Um, was it called Turkey Lurkey Time? It was called Turkey Day Heroes. Not Turkey Lurkey Time. Not Turkey Lurkey Time. Okay. That's the next episode. Yeah. Um, but here's here's the worst part about it. I couldn't tell anybody. I, I how long? Oh, gosh. Because it obviously aired during Thanksgiving. It, it, it aired during Thanksgiving. And filmed. He filmed in January. 
Jesus Christ! Yep. So he filmed in January, and this is the way it worked. Um, I wasn't actually even supposed to know that he... I didn't. I wasn't supposed to know how he did. Right. But they started filming about 6 in the morning. Because that actually is a thing on reality TV. Correct. Sure. sure. He started filming about 6 in the morning, and with, with Chopped, it really is like once you're Chopped, you're done. Mm-hmm. You do a couple confessionals, and you leave. So I knew if he like texted me at like 10 11 he got out on the first if he did in the afternoon he got on the second um i was at work all day didn't get anything didn't get anything i left work at six o'clock and i was like oh sh- he is he hasn't left yet and i get home i like i like i guess i'm gonna make dinner for myself make dinner like eight or nine o'clock comes i make dinner for myself it was like probably like craft macaroni and cheese like a like a or How dare he leave you to make dinner for yourself? Yeah, I know! I had to cook. Um, and then finally, at like 10 p.m., he had been there from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., he texts and he's like, I can't tell you anything. I'm coming home. And then, do you want to know how I found out? When he booked your trip. Well, we started talking about it, but I'm the one who checks the mail. And so one day I got home and I checked the mail, and there was a check there from a certain television company. Yeah. And I just waited for him to get home, and I said, so, anything you want to tell me? It was so good. Nice. That was not rapid fire at all. That was a long story. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Number five, the Tony Awards. The Tony Awards. You want to know what really pisses me off about the Tony Awards? Do it. I've never been. And why is that? Well, it's so limited. Especially when it's not at Radio City. The tickets are so limited. Um, From my office, it's really only the higher-ups that go... Um, I have worked them. Um, when we have big shows, I will work the red carpet, which is how last year I was just, you know, casually hanging out with Stephanie J. Block and mm-hmm. Patti Lapone. I was there for the moment she talked about Trump. Oh, nice. Um, I was, like, next door to her, and I was like, oh, is she going to say that on camp? Okay, great. Um, this year, this year, I'm, I'm nervous. Why? Um... I guess it's because, and I, I'm so sorry for anybody who really liked it, I did not like the band's visit. I, I will agree with you. Okay. I was, I was disserved, though. For me, I'm going to give my little quick review. Mm-hmm. I love that we are given a new sound on Broadway. Mm-hmm. It is near impossible to make a slice-of-life story entertaining because you're not watching a journey... Or an arc of a character because you can't grow within 12 hours. Correct. Nothing happened from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. Like her number, sickening. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. Yep. Let me hear it in concert. Yep. Because nothing happened to her and she didn't change at all. Exactly. I was also disturbed because Tony Shalhoub was out. Um, But it's fine. Darius, who was in Oslo for us, he was in and he's great. Um, but I also was in the very last row of the back of the mezzanine. Ooh. I, I didn't even know that theater went that far back. Yeah. I could not see a thing. Yeah. No bueno. No bueno. I don't, I don't know what it is in, in But yeah, I, Israeli, I mean, but... I, I could see that show winning, but yeah. I could also see that show losing. Yeah. And then we're going to have the conversations about SpongeBob and is it an actual musical? Correct. And again, it just has to be good. Yeah. Well... I have a question Kay. from my previous guest, because we have my oh, yes, guest yes, yes, yes. ask my current guest a question. This is actually a good fitting one. Yeah. This is from Chad Sapp. Great. With Pride coming up, 
What do you think is the most important aspect for the community to take away from Pride? This is going to be very controversial. Oh, all right, let's do it. Pride is for us. Thank you, allies. Thank you, everyone. Like, if you go to San Francisco and go to Pride, the whole city gets into it. Um, I feel like we're losing the specialness of Pride for us and the chance to let go because, I mean, life hasn't gotten that much better. Yeah. But it's got, gotten to a point where we don't have to wait for Pride to go crazy and, like, celebrate ourselves. And so it's become a very, like, commercial thing. It's yeah. everybody marches in the parade and I'll be marching this year with New York Comic Con. Um, but we've lost the, like, I sound like Larry Kramer. You know, like the, the, the radical... We're about the same home- age. Yeah, we're about the same age. Um, no, we've lost, like, the radical homosexuality of it. You know, just the chance to, like, gay out. Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe you'll see me on a float in, like, full face and a thong. We'll see. Ooh, okay. Yep. Choice, 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 choice. <laughs> well, now's your turn to ask my next guest Ooh, question. yes. Um, whoever it may be. Um, my question would be... If you could go back to a pivotal point in your life, something that changed your life, maybe say, like, you know, you started high school, what would you tell yourself? What would your message to yourself so be? So any point... Any point, point in your life, pick, pick a point in your life where something changed. And what would you now tell yourself? All right. I like that. Yeah. Well, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, use hashtag... Big Gay Pride Show. Yay! Um, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on all social medias at Coco Taylor NYC. Because we need to, we need to remind you where you are. Yes. Um, so that's C-O-C-O-T-A-Y-L-O-R-N-Y-C. Um, on Facebook, Instagram, Venmo, all the things. Amazing. And the Big Gay Pride Show, Tuesday, June 19th at 7 p.m. $10 cover, benefiting Cycle for a Cause, hosted by... <gasps> Coco Taylor, Bella Noche, Woody Repartee, and a cast of thousands. Correct. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. Thanks once again to Coco for joining me. Make sure to tap that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.